morning, church. Good morning, church. Are you sure you have indeed made your mind made up? Are you sure you have really made your mind to follow Jesus, our Lord and Savior? If you made your mind truly, put your hands together for our Lord Jesus. If truly you have made up your mind, put your hands together for our Lord Jesus Christ. The Haitians of days. Hallelujah. Greet your neighbor, say you're welcome to the arena of liberty. Say you're welcome to the arena of liberty. Say it with joy. You're welcome to the arena of liberty. Amen. Viewers all over the world, we welcome you to the arena of liberty. Amen. Yes, the Bible says in the book of Psalm 133, Behold, how wonderful, how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in harmony. For there the Lord pronounced his blessings, even life forevermore. Yes, once again, you are welcome to the arena of liberty in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, there is something that the devil would not like you to do right now. Is to be happy. Even when there is nothing to be happy about. I want you to look straight to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. Regardless of my situation. Regardless of what my situation looks like. Regardless of what my situations looks like. Regardless of what life may bring. God is what I need him to be. Say God is what I need him to be. Are you sure God is what you need him to be? Are you sure? Good. You know, I want to ask you a question. When is the best time to love God? You can give me a chorus answer. When is the best time to love God? Is it when food is on the table? Is it when money is in your pocket? Is it when breakthroughs Freedom, salvation, good health is before you. No. The best time to love God is when life seems to make no sense to us. When we do not understand our situation. You love God, brethren, when you love nothing in comparison to him, but in reference to him alone. I mean, when you are ready to give up your comfort, to do or suffer anything in order to glorify and please him. The Bible says in the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 20 to 22. 
The Job's test proves that Christians can love God for who he is, not for what he gives. I don't know the situation that you're facing this morning. But always remember that Christians can love God for who he is, not for what he gives. Do you love God for who he is? All for what he gives. Many today think that trusting in Christ Jesus prevents them from trouble. And such, when calamity comes, trials and persecution, they begin to question God's goodness and justice. But same Job, chapter 2, verse 10 advises us not to give up on God when he allows us to have bad experience. But rather, love him the more. Let someone say love him the more. Love him the more. And see your challenges as an opportunity to honor God before men. Are you frustrated because your prayers are not being answered the way you want? Or you are being depressed, brethren, because your plans are not working out. Perhaps you are losing your relationship, your health, your finances, your career. I want to urge you this morning to trust God, even when life seems to make no sense to you. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, that trust God, even when you do not understand your situation. Remember, when you express absolute faith in Christ Jesus, his duty is to raise us from death to life, from darkness to light. And this brings me to the title of this message for you this morning, brethren. Trust God, even when life seems to make no sense. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, say, trust God. Say, trust God, even when life seems to make no sense. Trust him. I can hear you. Trust him. Whatever situation you may be facing, people of God, you are in the arena of liberty. You trust him. Knowing God is not only about seeing his works, his miracles, or hearing his testimonies, but learning his ways. We have listened to so much testimonies of the power of God. But knowing God is not only to see his works, his miracles, or hear his testimonies, but about learning his ways. But we can learn his ways through his word and by his spirit. 
But without the help of the Holy Spirit, one may show a great zeal out of mere conviction that Jesus is the healer, the deliverer, the blessing provider. But you know, it takes the grace of God. It takes the grace of God to maintain one's confession, one's stand in Christ Jesus. When the heat, I mean, the vicissitude of life and the chance of life come with their shocking hands. That unstable zeal he soon shook. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, one may show that he loved Jesus. He believed in him as the healer. However, it takes the grace of God to maintain one's confession, one's stand in Christ when the heat, the vicissitude of life and the turns of life come with their shaken hands. That unstable zeal is soon shook. Today, it matters to many if the Lord does not answer their prayers. It matters to many if the Lord does not answer their prayer. People of God, hold fast to your confidence in God's word when your faith is tested. What is my confidence in God's word? That he is my healer, whether he heals me or not. That he is my deliverer, whether he delivers me or not. That should be your confidence in God's word. That he never fails. Come rain or shine. It is important for us to know, brethren, that God sometimes does not take us on a straight line. There might, in fact, there will be storms, false accusation, name calling, disappointments, even delay. They are parts of his plan. But nevertheless, God is what you need him to be. Tell your neighbor, God is what I need him to be. God is what I need him to be. Such was the principle behind the ordeals of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel chapter 3. The Bible says that these three great heroes had every reason to shift their ground when their faith was tested. By today's standards, they were men of authority, position, possession, they have wealth. They have everything. The Bible says they were all in charge of all the affairs of province in Babylon after the interpretation of King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. But when their faith was tested, they had all reason to compromise their faith. However, they didn't even mind losing their position. The Bible says in the face of all odds, they stood their ground. Knowing that God is faithful to those 
who are faithful to him. I want you all to turn with me in your Bible to the book of Daniel 3. And that will be our proof test for this message. Daniel chapter 3. Let someone say, trust God. Say, trust God. Trust God. Even when life seems to make no sense. Yes, let's open our Bible to the book of Daniel. That will be in the Old Testament. After the book of Ezekiel. Daniel chapter 3. And let us take our reading from verse 12. Are you there? Are you there? Now, some men came to the king saying, there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the God image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's you. Okay, verse 14. Let's go to verse 13, sorry. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gets the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, Ab, and Abednego. So they brought this man before the king. Now verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not save my gods or worship the God image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lie, Sutry in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the born and fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, listen to that. That is the main of our proof test here today, verse 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor we will worship the gold image which you have set up. Take notes of verse 18. But if that God did not rescue us, these three men say that if that God did not save them, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your God or worship 
your image. I want you all to put yourself in the position of these three men. What is your situation? The Bible says that we're faced with options that requires the grace of God to make the right choice. Yet, they knew that they needed God. They needed God in death and the transition of their soul. The Bible says they trusted God and they believed that he would deliver them in death and from death. They trust him. And they were determined to be faithful regardless of the consequences. When you are faced with situation that suggests no hope, no future, always remember that it honors God to believe him even when every sense contradicts him. The Bible says, because these great heroes of faith honored God, God honors them before men. Because they honor God, God honored them before men. Brethren, you will not be practicing a true faith until you come to a point of belief that, let's say, if he does not get better, you will serve him better. I don't know your situation. You will not be practicing a true faith until you come to a point of belief and say, even if he does not get better, I will serve you better. Maybe no job. You are looking for the fruit of the womb. Or you are being robbed of your appointments. Persecution left and right, back and front. Yet you say, even if it does not get better, I will love you better. When the Lord sees, brethren, that you, do, you don't have to have it, when the Lord sees that you don't have to have it, he will give you back what you are willing to give up. When the Lord sees that you don't have to have it, your focus is on him, the giver, and not the blessings he gives. He will give you back what you are willing to give up. Remember, it is essential to base our relationship on the deliverer and not the deliverance itself. To base our relationship on the healer and not the healing itself. I know we are in the presence of God for different things. But remember, whatever you are here in his presence to receive, it is more essential to base your relationship on the giver 
of those blessings and not the blessing he gives. If you can stop, brethren, asking for that particular thing that oftentimes costs you to question your faith in God. If you can stop asking for that particular desire that oftentimes makes you or makes your faith to waver in the presence of God. If you can stop asking for that particular thing, God will give you when you least expect it. He will give you, it will give back to you what you are willing to give up. It is important for us to trust God even when our sight is beholding a different reality. Trust is reality. When you express the genuine faith, he will reveal his mighty power. The book of Genesis chapter 22 reminds us of Father Abraham, how faithful he was to God, even when sacrificing Isaac seemed to make no sense to him. The Bible says he trusted God. That even if indeed he killed Isaac, that same God will raise him from dead in order to fulfill his promises. Let someone say, our God is faithful. Our God is faithful to fulfill all his promises. Say, our God is faithful to fulfill all my promises. It doesn't matter how long he will fulfill it. Brethren, trust God even when you do not understand. Today we say we trust God, but our trust is nothing but conditional. We trust God that he is the healer when he healed us. We believe he is the blessing provider when all our debts are paid. We believe he is a deliverer when he delivers us from the bondage of sin. Many today base their relationship with God on conditionalities. If only, unless he, if only I am healed, then I will believe there is miracles. If I am not prayed for today, I will not come back. Stop being a conditional Christian. God is not one of those things, but the only thing. Let's I want to say trust God. Trust God. Even when you do not understand. Whatever situation you may be facing, people of God, that same power that rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is available to you today. That same God, that same power is the one that raised our Savior from the dead. 
He is available to meet all your needs today in the name of Jesus Christ. I said that same grace, that same power, that rescue, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will rescue you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, let's turn our Bible to the book of James chapter 1. James chapter 1, after the book of Hebrews, James chapter 1, and let's quickly take our reading from verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without Reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. In this passage, brethren, we learn God's two most important qualities. He is pained when we doubt him. He is pleased when we believe him. Therefore, when you ask, brethren, viewers all over the world, let your trust, your hope, your faith, your confidence be on him and not the blessing you seek. If you believe him as the savior, you must have confidence in his ability to save you, to rescue you. No matter what comes, no matter what happens. From that confidence comes patience, perseverance, endurance, and forbearance for the great future, for a better future. Brethren, you may be physically stressed. When you look around you, you see discouragement, pain. You may be emotionally stressed, but do not be spiritually stressed. Let someone say, do not be spiritually stressed. Do not be spiritually stressed. Because if you are, you will lose focus on God. You will act out of character. Perhaps faint in your faith and begin to seek for alternatives to God. But as you move closer to God, by hearing and obeying his word, you will find strength to trust him. And your faith will grow more stronger. Remember God's love is total, not partial. His love is unending. The Bible says it is deep. It banishes all discouragements despair, name calling, even death. 
when you are isolated, when you are lonely or depressed, you can never lost to God's love. Viewers all over the world, those who are under the influence of this telecast, I pray that the Holy Spirit will fill every aspect of your life to the fullest in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever situation, I say the Holy Spirit will fill every aspect of your life to its fullest in the name of Jesus Christ. Let someone say, trust God. Say, I will trust God beyond now, beyond my good times, beyond my hard times. That should be your confidence. That Jesus Christ is eternally with you and he will fulfill every of his promises to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Allow this word of God, brethren, to guide you to a new life. And the attitude you develop from these days will ultimately determine how your great future works out. May the Lord bless his word. In the midst of your hearts, let someone say, I will trust God. Even when I do not understand, I will trust God, even when life seems to make no sense. Thank you, Jesus.